we didn't nope. agree to anything don't know who these men are like don't know who they are and they're just like yeah we're gonna jump off this cliff and we're like uh, okay and I, I know my parents raised me better than these stories and usually I'm the person to be like yo this is not smart at all but for some reason Jill and I just always get ourselves in these positions and yeah. it's always right it's it just always you know right. in your gut whether yeah. something is off or whether it makes sense and I just knew this was going to be a really good experience and like a life-changing experience. as sketchy as it was yeah this is Workwives Unscripted. We're your hosts, Jill and Katie, and we know absolutely everything there is to know about business. We invented business and we're stupid rich. We heard you and we get it. We finally made the podcast. So get your notepad out, sweetie. We're about to change your life. <laughs> Obviously, we're kidding. Well, of course, we want to dominate. Business doesn't always have to be taken so seriously. This is the podcast you can turn on when you want encouragement, relatability, and a splash of humor. We're the work wives you never knew you needed. All right. <laughs> We're on the ship of whale watchers. Yoo-hoo. Hello to all of our ginormous fan base out there. You know what? There's some of you listening now, at least. That's amazing. Yeah, we had... Should we say it? Yeah, yeah, because I think it'll be fun to look back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah when we right. still have the same number in five years. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> when we have three more people that listen, um, we have we had two hundred people. We're at two hundred four as of this 204, morning. Two hundred four, cutie. I'm not trying to like really be a numbers gal, but I'm. I think I'm going to be the numbers gal in this relationship. No, I think there's a time for gratitude, <laughs> and when you have. 400 people 400 my god 204 people <laughs> listen it's like i i'm just so grateful i think it's if you imagine a room of 200 people like that's incredible well i think we have to remember what podcast downloads mean i think 204 yeah. downloads is not people it's just you're right downloads you're right it could very well be 100 uh, people 102 people but still and, and most of those are, of those are my place <laughs> But you know what? This is live and that's all that matters. And we're back yeah. for episode three. Yeah. And we learned a lot about things not to do. Um, one of them being popping our peas. We're going to work our, on it. One so of them I'm being sorry. popping our pussies. <laughs> we, we decided we shouldn't do that on camera anymore. So <laughs> we could bleep that. <laughs> that's really funny. No, keep that in. <laughs> I didn't even think uh, it sounded like that. <laughs> uh, but we're excited to be here. I feel like a whole new pocket of my heart has bursted open since we started this podcast. Yeah, it feels so fun to have a place to just, you know, unleash our inner demons. Yeah. <laughs> to go through our traumas with you guys. Yeah. No, it's so cute. Like, I really do appreciate everyone that like reached out and just said such kind things it really does mean a lot so if you're ever wondering should i dm this podcast or whoever it might be and let them know i liked it the answer is yes it, anyone who started anything that you appreciate yeah like, just literally let them know. almost every message we received would be like hey hey hey, look what so-and-so said oh yeah. that's so nice and then it just made us feel that much more fulfilled moving forward yeah it was fun aloha aloha bitches aloha hawaii we are in hawaii oh yeah we forgot to mention that <laughs> We're here because we're filming a wedding today. Yeah. Our in a hair couple gal. hours. 
yeah she um she's our hair gal of course we have the Jill. same hair gal <laughs> we have the what same else would you gal? expect and yeah she is amazing and decided to get married in maui so mm-hmm. we're here it's we're my so first excited. time here it's so beautiful we've seen so many whales just being cute flopping around out there yeah it's whale season and we're gonna be here we filmed today today when as of when we're recording this is a Friday and mm-hmm. we're here until Wednesday. Yeah. So we just get to, we worked our little asses off yesterday. Yep. We um, just edited all day. We edited, got in a little beach sesh and now we have the wedding today. And mm-hmm. then the rest of the week is just going to be fun. Ugh, it's going to be so fun. Lay of the land. This week is all about work-life balance. Work-life and balance. Then, LOL. <laughs> how fitting that we're in Hawaii while we record it. <gasps> yeah even though we like worked all day yesterday in Hawaii. So it's going to be <laughs> We're good. not quite to the life balance part yet, no. but that's why we're talking about it because we're working on it. We're working through it with y'all. Yeah. Do I say y'all ever? No, but I just, <laughs> I just said it. So. I say y'all uh, in on Instagram text and on Instagram. Well, because you can't say you guys, no. it's like not appropriate and there's no other, you can say folks, but that's weird. I don't know. Like, hey, you folks, check out my story. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all just fits, but I don't yeah. think I've ever said that in my real life yeah yeah vocab (laughs) lay of the land lay of the land (laughs) work-life balance Mm -hmm. uh we're really gonna cover some jill and i had an amazing 2022 wedding season Mm -hmm. and i think we're actually great travel partners we're incredible we have a lot of fun yeah and something that we worked on in 2022 was just incorporating fun things into our work trips which we'll get Mm -hmm. into but that's what today is about work-life balance telling some fun stories Mm -hmm. and areas that we're looking to improve so that we're still working on it are not miserable to be around yeah (laughs) yep 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 but before we get started our favorite game you rather would you rather would you rather (laughs) (laughs) this one was sent in yeah by we're not making that up my gal lauren she's (laughs) freaking hilarious shout out (laughs) would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a (laughs) hundred duck-sized horses (laughs) we saw this message come through and then we waited to completely break this down for the podcast yeah we would not talk about it until we got on the podcast but it was so tempting not to i know what is your answer well, as you know, I think horses are the scariest animals on the entire planet. I don't, I just think it's hilarious that we just casually ride these beasts around, these 100,000 pound beasts around. 100,000. Well, they're either hundreds of pounds or thousands. How much do horses weigh? I think they're like, definitely. How much do horses weigh? <laughs> I feel like they're like around no, I, a thousand. I want to say I'm going to put in my guess of like 800, 800 to 1200 pounds. Yeah. Let's ask Siri. How much do horses weigh on average? <laughs> put her up to the mic. Uh, she's not talking, but she gave me stuff. Oh, it's because she's on silent. Yeah, we silenced that bitch. Wow. Oh. Your, your guess was very accurate. <laughs> Between 900 and 1200 pounds. Oh. <laughs> Good job. You literally said 800, 800 to 1200 pounds. Wow. I horse am girl. smart. You're a horse girl. <laughs> Surprise. Never told you. I'm a horse girl. Huge hobbyist. Jill I'm actually horses. was a horse girl. She grew up around horses. I don't think I ever was a horse girl. I well, hated them. Yeah. It wasn't by choice. I was set up to be a horse girl and I didn't take. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You I were was, a seed that's planted yeah. and it didn't sprout. Yeah. Manny tried to make me a horse girl. And I said, no. 
No, no, no. no. Yeah, Horse okay, girls are I, so badass, though, on a side note. Really. They are. We're not talking shit. No, they're like... But uh, I truly just think horses are terrifying animals. I They freak me out. I hate that they can sense your emotions. Like, I don't know why people like that. Clearly, I, like I have that. trauma around emotions. I, I feel like we're realizing nice. that. <laughs> I think it's nice that horses know. What if you're, like, terrified and you're on a horse? That's so scary. They're they're Then they're going to be like, why is she freaking out? What is this bitch doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus she's weird i don't like her energy you know okay so you're going with the duck so the singular horse-sized duck yes a horse-sized duck for sure what do you how do you fight a horse-sized duck what is a duck what does a horse-sized duck do <laughs> they just squeak and quack they and take your flap. they take their cutie little webbed feet and just stomp on you yeah that would be pretty scary that's terrifying. I, I guess, guess duck-sized horses would be pretty easy to fend off even if there's a hundred. Like, what What are they going to do? I don't know, but that also sounds terrifying. What's the average size of a duck? I'm going to say... Ten pounds? <laughs> I was thinking of, like, little chicks. Oh, no, honey. And big ducks. Adult ducks. Adult ducks. <laughs> <gasps> no, I would do one big horse size. Or <laughs> <laughs> a normal horse. <laughs> I don't know. One big horse-sized duck. I don't know. That's still scary, though. Imagine that. <laughs> they could do some damage with their beak, with their wing, with yeah, their Yeah, but you're up against one. Foot. Meanwhile, you could have a duck in around, all around. You but could you have, could just do a lot a horse, of kicking a, of the horses. Because nah. think, the only tool that they have is, like, biting you. That's just disturbing. Think about the room that we're in of a hundred-sized <laughs> mini horses. Yeah. Horse-sized, duck-sized <laughs> duck-sized uh, horses uh, 100 that's how many podcast listeners we have yeah think about all of our wives just well, what would <sighs> be your method of fighting off a horse-sized duck you a duck's not gonna run that a fast 1200 pound duck it, think about it, their wings it's not as fast as a horse i'll tell you that much <laughs> you can run you can hide do we have weapons <laughs> or do we just have our bare fists Mm. I think you just have our bare fists. Yeah, no weapons are allowed. What do ducks like? Maybe you could like bread. Yeah, you just have to have like bread that you distract it with. Just <gasps> baguettes. But it's just like numchuck you baguettes. You can't like disarm a duck though. <laughs> it's like you can't like put its <laughs> wings behind its back. <laughs> I would take a lasso and <laughs> tie it up and then around it would be its a real beak. horse. Around its beak. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, take a lasso around the beak, whip up around, ride the duck. Then it mm. can't reach you. I don't think they're... Yeah, you got to get on the duck. Can ducks fly? A little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. They, they migrate. Fly full? Yeah, okay, shit. <laughs> yeah. So we could we could travel via duck. Yeah. <laughs> Once we tame the duck. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do with the horses. Horse-sized ducks. Yeah, I think we could tame a duck. Yeah. Because they seem like nice creatures overall. So mutual decision, we're um, fighting a horse-sized duck. Yeah. Great. If it was like 10 duck-sized horses, sure. sure. But 100, 100 is, is a lot. That's much. what really changed things for me. Yeah. You can only kick so much. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. good. That was good. Glad we agree. Please let us know uh, what your answers would be. I yeah. could see a lot of different answers on oh, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. I want to hear some I want to hear some differing opinions. Yeah. Which I do like. We've had also some responses of you coming back on past episodes and mm -hmm. a big popular one was talking about um 
aging from the neck down or the neck up. Everyone chose the neck down. Yeah. No one had any arguments for the neck up. No. All right. Work-life balance. Work-life balance. And our work-life balance on this trip started with working on the plane and working the first day we got here. So we <laughs> really have this figured out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, I think it's a practice. I don't think it's ever something you learn once and then are like, hey, I figured it out. I think it's a practice. And we're always working on it. Yeah. You know, we both have like seasons where we have to work longer hours, maybe like weekends and nights, but that's never a regular and I never want it to be a regular thing. Like I remember when I started my business, people would be like, oh, like you're an entrepreneur. You're going to have to work like 80 hour weeks all the time. And I just don't think that's true. Like I do think you could probably see success sooner maybe if you worked all the time but for me that's just not worth it and I know entrepreneurs that do that and they're like not okay not well (laughs) like they're the rest of their life is suffering and I'm just not willing to give that up yeah like what is it actually truly for to say that you've worked 80 hours a week every week and be completely removed from your life I will say it depends on what your lifestyle looks like Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm your relationship status and Jill and I talk about this sometimes is making the active choice to be like ah no I am not I I could work extra hours today but that's just not the choice that we're choosing to make we're gonna go home Mm -hmm. we're gonna be good wives yeah we're gonna be present but we have talked about like (laughs) if we were both single I don't know how good I would be at work-life balance because I would probably like if I was single and just didn't have anyone waiting, I would like, or if you didn't have a dog at home. Yeah. That's like, those are two huge things. Yeah. We have talked about, yeah, being single, we would be roommates, obviously. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, and then we would just probably like be working women living in the city, working, working till late every night. But I think that shows that we like what we do, though. Yes. Because I do think, like, the only thing that makes you work hard is having some kind of underlying either, like, passion or just, like, fire under your ass that you want to do well. hmm So I think, I don't know. I don't think you should ever force yourself unless you, like, have to make a push to get a project done. But, like, I don't think you should ever just, like, force yourself to be working extra hours just because... Just because someone said that you are admired more because you put in more hours. Like I, that whole mentality is so overrated and annoying to be honest, to just be like (laughs) a pet peeve of mine. This this is just throwing, throwing this into the conversation. Let's hear it. Um, people who wake up early and think that they're better than everyone else. It's like, what? Like, how does that even make sense? It's like, you have people who will, post early morning alarms on their story or be like up before the sun oh my doing gosh. everything Literally, on my agenda today. <laughs> I, when people are like at the gym before the sun rises, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, good for you. I'm going to go to the, the gym point? later. Yeah. Step I'm off. still going to go to the gym today too. <laughs> Just because I didn't do it before the sun doesn't mean I'm, you're Bless better than me. me. Yeah. I, like, I think there's just, which I think our culture is shifting away from a little bit is yeah just that whole culture hustle culture hustle mentality where i will say nothing feels better than to be i don't know i love i love both of my realities but i've started to really 
embrace and appreciate the reality when I step outside of work and I'm like, oh my God, I have not thought about anything for like uh, on a vacation or something of that nature where you can fully remove yourself. Yeah. And you feel fulfilled as a human and kind of forget what you do for a living. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, that has been so crucial for my mental well being to separate my identity from my job because I find so much fulfillment in my job Mm -hmm. and so much purpose Mm -hmm. that it's, I've made an active choice to find that same purpose in the other roles of my life yeah, and enjoy those things fully outside of being a good business owner or finding so much fulfillment in being a videographer. It's like when I can Mm -hmm. just sit on the beach and be like, Oh, this is so fun. I'm like fully soaking up every bit of this moment with my friends, Mm -hmm. whether our reality looked completely different or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, you have to be really good at compartmentalizing and being like, yeah, disassociating (laughs) from your body, basically. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just leaving work at work. I will say having an office helps with that a lot because when you work from home, it's hard to disassociate. But um, Yeah. yeah, I think just like, working really hard during the day, putting all of your effort in. And then when you go home, just like truly not thinking about it, not checking your email. I don't ever check my email when I'm home. Like, no, I don't do it. I don't want to be distracted or thinking about work. I feel like it's really important just to have time for yourself. And it's better for your overall just like health and anxiety to think about something else for a while. And just that's Mm -hmm. why I love like lifting or just doing anything active where it takes all of my brain to think about what I'm doing and not be thinking about work. Because once you've had time apart from work, you can come back to it with fresh eyes and a fresh mind and be like, oh, I didn't think about it this way. Or like, oh, you know what I mean? It's It's so interesting. I will say, um, especially in a creative field that Mm -hmm. requires so much mental demand and energy, Mm -hmm. it's important to have practices in your life, which the gym is a huge one because- weightlifting especially it's like running on a treadmill or whatever like cardio I think does so much good for your endorphins but you can still be lost in your thoughts yeah where it's like when you're lifting you're just like no I literally I need to count how many reps (laughs) I'm doing and I I want to feel every muscle in my body Mm -hmm. but with creative fields it's so important to have this mental space to shut out all of your thoughts or something where you have to hyper-focus. I actually mm-hmm. found a lot of peace and fo- like relief in doing home projects too. Mm, when yeah. I'm just like laying tile <laughs> or putting up backsplash and I'm just ha- focused on my task at hand and I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely left my other brain for like three full hours mm-hmm. and that felt great. Mm-hmm. But we both struggle though with sleeping and thinking about work like yeah mine I know yours is you wake up in the middle of the night and think about work and get stressed Mm -hmm. mine is I can't fall asleep because the second I think about work it's so weird too like I feel like (laughs) when you're about to sleep or you've been sleeping you just have the most irrational I was just (laughs) everything feels like (laughs) such a bigger deal and you can go down a full tailspin talk about one day Katie came into work and she was like I couldn't sleep last night because I was thinking about stoop lady (laughs) which stoop lady is this homeless woman that lives on the stoop outside of our office yeah and we love her she shows up at the same time every day yeah and Katie literally came in she was like I couldn't sleep last night I was thinking about stoop lady I don't know what happened to her (laughs) 
And I'm like, if that doesn't tell you like how irrational our thoughts are like at night. <laughs> well, and how we end up at certain destinations in our brain. It's like, sweetie, what are you doing? Yeah. I, there's times where I actively just have to count backwards. It's dumb. The next morning I'm like, why was I even stressed about that? that was so stupid. I'm like, what if I lost my camera? <laughs> it's like the stupidest stuff where I'm like stressing about things that so are not even realistic to your situation at all. Yes. Yeah. It Sleep is weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Getting off topic This episode here. is fun today. We're just off the rails everywhere. <laughs> but okay, non-negotiable practices mm-hmm. is we have set work hours. Yes. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Aside from seasons of hustle, fully agree. There are going to be times where you have to push harder than others. It's not going to be great all the time. We're solid. I'm actually proud of us. We have been getting into the office earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're solid in between eight to nine arrivers yeah. and but we're five nine to fivers honestly yeah five to six we're like five to get me six out of the departures. corporate world but then we still work from nine but it's to five. like i mean that's when the whole world like that's when everyone's working for yeah, the most part for you sure. know just going with the going the flow of it. well and it makes sense when you're married too you can't just be like hey hun i'm gonna work at 8 p.m to yeah. midnight like no. if you want to hang out with your spouse you gotta kind of work <laughs> normal hours yeah get get in the same get in the same rhythm mm-hmm. uh that that is important and then once we go home it's like eh eh no, yeah. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Work, we leave work at work, which has wait. been really nice. Mm-hmm. Also weekends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we pull work on weekends, but very rarely. Unless we're shooting something. Like we'll, we'll yes. shoot stuff on the weekends, but I never edit on a weekend unless I'm pushing for a deadline. Yes. And same. I really, really try to stick to that. Yeah. I think it's just so worth it in the end. Like I'm not willing to give up relationships because I think at the end of the day when I'm like looking back on my life, it's the people that you love and spend time with that you remember more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I'm like using those weekends to be with people that I love and just trusting that my business is going to be okay. Yes. And if you've read or heard of four hour work week, I think his principles are so good. Cause he talks about like, if you give yourself five days to do something, you're going to take all five days to do it. If you give yourself three days to do something, you're going to do it all in three days. Like the same amount of work you can usually do in a shorter amount of time if you're just focused and like yeah try to get it done so I really don't think you need to work on weekends unless obviously you have a shoot or something yeah just like editing wise I don't think you have to do it I think innately down to our core fibers every human is a procrastinator and Mm -hmm. will use the time that they have to get something done if there's no drive to do so Mm -hmm. it's like I even find sometimes with editing when I mean, I'm work, currently working through my backlog, mm-hmm. but I'll give myself a set amount of time for films. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm getting into it and I get off my creative flow, yeah. knowing that I still have two weeks for this film to deliver it, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm not like, I'm not in the flow right now. I have other stuff to do. Let me just hop on over and work on admin stuff or mm-hmm. let me like catch up on social or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what then you can just find yourself where you're like a week has gone by and you're like i have tried to edit every day and what is going on this doesn't make any sense yeah and then it's like once you're in the full push the amount that you can actually get done in a film when you are in your rhythm and when you force yourself through those little mm-hmm. like forks that you hit yeah in the creative process it is so interesting but it's also annoying because i'm i want to figure out to not do that every time where it's yeah. like finding peace in the flow and taking my time 
while also still making a lot of headway and not overthinking it. Because when I have too much time, I think I just overthink all my editing decisions, which in turn just makes it take that much longer. So I don't really know the answer. Your industry is tougher. Like your just type of work is hard to not do that with because for me because my turnaround times are way faster than weddings yeah. like I just have to do it because I'm already on to the next thing already shooting the next thing mm-hmm. and I will say like my work is so different all the time that I'm it's never like the same thing so I think weddings are way harder because you have like six months to edit one film whereas I have like four weeks usually yeah and then I've already filmed two other things in the meantime that I have to squeeze in so it's like I actually like having so many different projects that are due soon because it just forces me to keep going. I Mm -hmm. can't procrastinate, like, which I still procrastinate within those few weeks. But I think that's really hard with weddings. Like, I feel for you on that. I would do the same thing. It is so hard. I'm just, I'm still, I don't know. I'd be curious if any of us out there are actually really good at it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a a discredit to your skill or anything that's negative to be like, Hey, yeah, I've found myself procrastinating and then hustling and getting so much done in a short period of time. I never think that the end product suffers because of it. I genuinely don't, but it's just, I I'm working on establishing an editing rhythm to where I don't always find myself coming back to this place. I also do think because of just who you are, you put a lot of yourself into films. Like you're not just like plugging and chugging the same film every time. Like your films are very like you really, really intentionally edit knowing like keeping the couple and who they are in mind and how to tell their story in the best way. Like, and that's just emotionally exhausting. Like I think that's a lot of it for your stuff too is where it's not like you can just like mindlessly edit. Whereas I think with corporate stuff, it's a little like it's less just like intentionally, emotionally accessing the depths of my soul to edit. You know what I mean? Like I think you specifically, your work is just very emotionally. I don't want to say draining because it's, it's like, it's not that it's draining. It's just, it's extensive on the emotions. Yes. Well, (laughs) and it just, it requires a lot of stimulation for a long period of time. Yeah. Being in tune with it. I was, (laughs) I was having this like visualization in my head the other day of what it feels like to start a new film for the first time Mm. where it's like, I, with the one that I just delivered, Mm -hmm. I worked on the first minute of that film and kept coming back to for like, two weeks which is just insane it's Mm -hmm. like that's way too long but I think even just resting on it having been through the whole editing process resting on the footage and then just it it was like I was just like burrowing and cuddling with this footage to get used to it and feel it to then spark further inspiration as to how I want to approach this film to complement them in the best way and it's funny because once I, I was beating myself up for taking that much time and then once I decided what I want to do, everything went so fast. Yeah. Okay. I know this is like we're <laughs> really trailing and whatever. We can cut it out. But I want to explore that because I think you're way too hard on yourself with like how long it takes. I think that's literally what makes your editing so good and different and stand out from everyone because you don't rush it. And it's this really hard dichotomy in your mind because you're like, 
shit, I have all this stuff to do. It's like, it's like you have all this pressure to be like, I don't have time to like take my time. Yeah. But you still do. And that's why your work is so good because you let it breathe. You let yourself sit on it and think about it and like work through it. And that's why your work is, you cannot force artistry or emotion or anything. Like if you think about the best artists in the world, it's not like they were just like, I have to do this in four hours and like just fucking do it. I'm sure it's like a soul giving process. And I think, I don't think you should be hard on yourself. Like, I think you just feel the pressure of like, I need to be like hustling and getting shit done and I don't have time to think about it. But Mm -hmm. I, I do think that's why your work is the way it is and why it's so good. Well, thank you. I like, I really do take a lot of pride in that. I think it is just, it's the toll that it takes on the back end too is I I'm tired of my mind getting to this place all the time in my business. And it's as I grow and mature in my business, it's like, you think I would have figured this out by now, but Mm -hmm. I think also artists are always a little like mad in the brain when it comes to just their process. Like I don't think any artist, no matter how long you've done something is your creative process is never smooth. Yeah. It just isn't. And you, you feel pits and ride through the valleys and then you have your highs and it's, it can be draining because Mm -hmm. sometimes after I (laughs) deliver a film, I'm like, I just went through a creative war in my brain. Yeah. Like I feel like I have to actually mentally recover and then next things up, you're opening a brand new story and you're just like, Yes. Time to access this pit in my heart again and like really immerse myself into who these people are. Yeah. And it's like that does require a lot of energy. But then on the back end, it's like you have couples who are waiting on you. And then sometimes I send an email where I'm like, I, there have been times, multiple times in my career where I've just been like, hey, this came up. I need another week. Obviously, I communicate in a very health, like healthy, kind, respectful way. But I just, it's hard to set your pride aside because you can't always explain Mm -hmm. what that creative process is like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's like some days you just fall short and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I've had to work on giving myself grace in that. But I think that even all goes into the work-life balance, even though we're really steering off here. But when you actually think about it, unhealthy hustle (laughs) is not productive. Yeah. It's not. So figuring out a work-life balance to have a productive hustle Mm -hmm. and put yourself in work situations where you know that you are going to make a lot of progress and headway and feed your brain in the ways that you know produces good work. Yeah. It's just, it's this ongoing cycle. But then there Mm -hmm. are times where we just have it nailed and dialed in and then other times where I feel like completely off the rails. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, okay, we talk about this all the time and I think a way that we are going to, we are trying currently to work on work-life balance is by diversifying our streams of income so that, because that is like the number one thing that I think every artist and business owner struggles with is like, if I take more projects, I'll make more money. So obviously I want to take more projects, but then you just get in this like burnout and then you're like super unhappy. Your work isn't that good when you're in a burnout. And I mean, we've both been in like really low seasons. (laughs) Like I was not okay 
during i'm laughing because it was that bad like this laugh is coming from a deep seated pain (laughs) yeah like i when we were finishing i was finishing up like the biggest course that i've ever done last year and i legitimately worked for two and a half weeks straight from 7 a.m to like midnight and on the weekends everything it was like so awful i was not in a good mental state at all after and Mm. it was worth it I needed to push through to get it done and get it out and then I just like took some time to chill but it's just like that's why I'm I'm thinking about and why we like started this podcast and want to do a few different things is because it's like you can't just keep doing that cycle of being like I'm just gonna work really hard and make enough money but then I don't have friends anymore and then I like lose my sanity it's like you got to find a way to not have to just hustle all the time for your money because I think that's just it can steal so much of your life it can and time passes so quickly and you're just wondering what you're even working for anymore yeah because our we're just not built to exist at that level all the time yeah I think you climb the ladder but it's like you've got to stop somewhere and take a breath or figure out a new path. And that has come down so much to this sustainability conversation because with weddings or with corporate work, we have overbooked ourselves one too many seasons. Yeah. It almost, it happens almost every, every time, but. but it's so annoying is you have to just actively choose to stop and saying no to work is a really weird feeling to get over to make space in your life for other things, Mm -hmm. but it's crucial. It's Mm -hmm. actually crucial to make an active choice. And that was actually, it's weird because a lot of the things that we have talked about doing in our careers have been in discussion for about two years now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until truly the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 that we were just like, Oh, like Jill actually came to me and was like, Hey, I'm so nervous to talk to you about this, but this is where I'm at with filming weddings. And I need to start putting a cap on how many I can film with you. And it like, (laughs) I knew that conversation was going to come one day because Jill has filmed like every wedding with me and obviously traveling to different places and having your best friend with you. It's like, I have it made. I really have it made. I'm, I feel so much for people having to find second shooters Mm -hmm. and it's just, I don't know. I I feel for anyone going through that. And I'm, I've always just been like, Oh, I'm so lucky there. And then I knew one day this conversation would come and Jill came to me and said that. And I was just like, I just had to let out a couple tears. Mm -hmm. I knew just feel the emotions of it. But I genuinely think that that conversation was the thing that needed to propel me in this new direction mm. to actively lean into fear and make choices to dive into the things that I've been wanting to do. And it's funny because even since she put the cap on it, I've panic booked like two weddings. <laughs> they weren't out of panic. They were just amazing weddings that came in that I was like, okay, I ha- I have to take these. Mm-hmm. Um, but still setting a cap on my weddings and Jill taking less of them with me, it was the thing that actually had to happen where I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. But now leaning into it, now doing the things that we've talked about for so long. And 
I think you just have to be okay with resting in this place of fear. And like Mm -hmm. we were saying, actively choosing not to be afraid because you know, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, your reality is going to shift, but actively being like, I know this is going to feel really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. the same discomfort I felt when I started my business. But the thing that always held me and grounded me was that hope Mm -hmm. is I know this is fucking scary. I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. I don't have any work booked, but I'm going to make this work and this is going to be good. And it feels good to be living in that state again, where I know that this transition is only serving our future selves. This transition is only serving us to get closer to the place that we want to get to, Mm -hmm. even though that means closing my books early and saying no to more weddings and making less money this year. Yeah. That you have to make those sacrifices, yeah, mm-hmm. to move forward. Yeah, and this has been a lot of hard conversations between me and Jill too, because you've had to do this. I mean, I, you're you're aware <laughs> that yeah. you're gonna have to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, I literally, I looked at all of the money that I made last year. I went through my QuickBooks, looked at which projects that I was like making more money on. So I, be, I basically as have three niches and it's online courses, <laughs> surgeons and small businesses. <laughs> you would, if you were to just pick those out of a jar, it's like yeah. the most, <laughs> it's the most random stuff, but it's crazy because when I was looking at my actual finances and the money that I made from each of them, I made out of, I had, I think 13 small business clients and I only made $30,000 from small businesses and I only had like six plastic surgeons and like four courses or maybe six courses somewhere around there. And that was like the bulk of my entire income. And I think even just looking at that, taking a hard look and being like, oh, I need to focus on the things that like one, I like I'm serving people well in and that are like contributing to me not having to hustle my life away for no money. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to turn down work like it's it's you've been better at it than I have but like if someone's like hey let's do this for two thousand dollars I'm like okay but then when you think about it that's exactly how you sign yourself up for like Mm -hmm. just burnout and working way too much and I think we've come to the point this year where we're like I used to think like if you work hard you'll be successful and I do think hard work is very important in being an entrepreneur but there does come a time where you're like oh, I actually need to work smarter here. Like I am working as hard as I can and I have been and I'm exhausted and I can't do this And I forever. don't have energy to show, like I, I don't have energy to keep pushing. Yeah. It's, it, it, that system is broken. Yeah. It doesn't work or it only gets you to a certain point. Yeah, I think the hard work is huge in your first few years. Absolutely. It's, which please know that if you're just starting your business, hustle your ass off. Yeah. Get, you should hustle. get in it, get your feet dirty. Yeah. Like it, I'm, I think, I do think your passion should carry you through those first yes. year of hustle. Like you should still have the light in your eyes yes. to want to work that hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, as we're five years in, it's just kind of like, okay, I do need to work smarter because I am passionate and I do love it, but I cannot do this forever. No. Like I can't be 45 years old with three kids and like, doing what I'm doing right now. Absolutely not. Unless I want to be not present in my family's life. Oh, I would be a miserable <laughs> person. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, yeah. I'm realizing our flow is we always 
get into a really deep conversation and then it gets more fun at the end. Well, that's what I think is starting lighthearted, but then we fucking get into the meat yeah. and then the end ends on a lighthearted, a lighthearted story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is perfect. I think it's great. Yeah. Which is perfect because I think we can talk about travel and yeah. I know not every business owner listening to this podcast travels for work, but I think the lesson in all of it is if we are going to work as much as we are, if we're going to take this much of a risk on ourselves, we better figure out ways to enjoy it. Oh my like, God. There's so many ways you can actively choose to figure out a way to enjoy the shit you're doing. <laughs> it, it, this is funny because I will say with weddings last 2022 season, that was the most we've traveled together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because any travel weddings in previous years, first couple of years in business, I <laughs> I was always just like, yeah, get in, do the job, get out. We don't have time. Like we have stuff to get back to. And then you would go to these destinations and be like, yeah, I was there, but I didn't see anything. Oh, I was like in the hotel and then shot the wedding and cool. And it wasn't until I was booking travel for 2022 that Jill was like, you know, we could like go out a day early, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to San Luis Obispo. We're going to all these fun, like fun places. And I was like, dude, we need to do an extra day and yeah. enjoy while we're out there. <laughs> we're going to Aspen. We're going to Telluride, San yeah. Luis Obispo, Wheatland, Wyoming, mm-hmm. out of all places. We- <laughs> Wheatland, there's nothing there. And it, we, we had it fucking so last. Oh but my gosh. I think, yes, with all of this being said, enjoying it making making use of your time while you're there mm-hmm. i think i think we do need to talk about moab this is it's our best really the cherry on top of any experience we've ever done while mm-hmm. traveling so we are filming an online course shout out the art of adventure weddings and elopements it's a damn good course it is so go good. watch it if you're a photographer anyway we are in moab we got lucky enough that we got to film well, I got to film <laughs> on yeah. a hot air balloon <laughs> and it was amazing. And on the hot air balloon, I was talking to the, what do you call it? A hot air balloon pilot, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, like now that I'm up this high looking down at the ground, I don't think I could ever skydive. And he was like, what? Why not? And I was like, it's so scary. Like I'm scared being up here. And he was like, well, I am a skydive instructor and we can go later today if you want to go. And I was like, you're kidding. Right? Okay. I just said I didn't want to, but now that it's being offered to me, how can I say no? I'm exactly. a big sponta- spontaneous kind of gal. Yep. Love that stuff. And I'm like, I look back at Maddie and Henry on the hot air balloon and I'm like, guys, let's do it. So and meanwhile, we, just to throw it in there, that we had been filming this course over a full year and this was the fifth, yeah. fourth or fifth destination. So it already felt like so celebratory. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. So we land, Katie's at the bottom. I'm like, Katie, this guy said he can take us skydiving. He's a skydiving instructor. We can do it today. And of course, Katie's like, yep. Oh, let's do it. We're the same. We're both super spontaneous. Yeah. So we're like, (laughs) we're doing it. And then we're all standing in this circle and he's like, or we could go base jumping. I do both. And he's showing us. It's so funny to think back to when he showed us the video because we were like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm like, what? Honestly, thank God we didn't know more about base jumping because I would have said no if I would have known how dangerous it is. Well, it was so crazy, too, because everyone what everyone knows as base jumping is like a a singular person. Mm -hmm. And 
these two, which we'll introduce the next guy in a second, but they're some of the only two people that do tandem base jumping. In the world. So you strap yourself to someone and jump off a cliff with them. Yeah. Like you're just strapped to their body. Yeah. Jump off a cliff and then they open the parachute. Open the parachute. <laughs> so... So we're like, all okay. of this happened in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. And he's like, which one do you guys want to do? Skydive or base jump? And we're like, mm. and they were like, it's a really, you guys should do base jumping because you can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. You cannot do this tandem base jumping anywhere else. It's a once in a lifetime experience. You mm-hmm. can skydive wherever. And we're like, okay, let's do base jumping. <laughs> so it's so funny because we, <laughs> they're like, we'll pick you up here. We freaking run out of gas on the way up. Oh my God. And they had to come pick us they up. They pick us up on the side of the road. So we're sitting on each other's laps, driving up to these cliffs in Moab. And sketchy Andy, if you guys should look him up. Like he, look up his Instagram. He, his he name lives matches to his, name. his exact image. Like he just has this crazy, unruly, curly hair. He's just <laughs> like goofy and crazy. And he's like, can't wait, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, cool, cool, cool. We get to the cliff. We're walking out. And I'm like, are we going to like sign something? Like, we should we be signing we a waiver of something? Uh, we didn't nope. agree to anything. Don't know who these men are. Like, don't know who they are. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to jump off this cliff. And we're like, uh, okay. And I, I know my parents raised me better than these stories. Because it, it just felt right. You I know tell you, you know. like deep down to your soul, there was none of us that was questioning this. And no. usually I'm the person to be like, yo, this is not smart at all. But for some reason, Jill and I just always get ourselves in these positions and yeah. it's always right. It's it just, always you know, right. in your gut, whether yeah. something is off or whether it makes sense. And I just knew this was going to be a really good experience and like a life changing experience as sketchy as it was. Yeah. They don't call them sketchy. And <laughs> so we get to the top of the cliff. We're with Maddie and another gal and they go first and we're watching from the side it is we'll we'll post this video it is the scariest thing in the world to watch someone else jump off a cliff i thought something went horribly wrong i thought their parachute got caught on the rock i didn't know how those things open it was terrifying to watch oh my god so like i feel like i was feeling pretty good and then when we watched them jump i was like oh shit i don't know i, don't I will know if say I, can do this. I have never felt fear like that in my life Me neither. truly the way that my palms started to sweat yeah. standing on the side of that cliff and looking down mind you people they look smaller than ants when you're standing up yeah. here you can barely see humans at the bottom mm-hmm. and i we were talking to sketchy andy and jimmy about it and we were like what's scarier base jumping or skydiving and they were like base jumping because you can see the ground yeah and you can like your brain can understand how far you are from the ground whereas skydiving you can't really you just kind of lose perception of how high you are in the air and they're like and you can hear yourself your heartbeat you can hear yourself breathing because skydiving you have the sound of the plane you have the wind like but base jumping, you're truly standing on the edge of a cliff. You can see the ground. You can hear your breath. You can hear everything. And it's just silent up there. <laughs> it is. And for us to go second and watch them do it first, then they have to drive their truck all the way back up. So we were uh, waiting up there for a good 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And yeah. we're just deep breathing. We're mm-hmm. getting way more nervous as time goes on. Because like, we have too much time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going back and forth of like, should we do this? Should we do this? But yeah. I'm like, no, we got to do it. I can't not do it. Oh they God. strap us in. They're like, the. I think the hardest part of the whole thing is when you're walking up to a cliff. Like everything in your brain is like, stop, stop, I stop. Wanna, what are you doing, bitch? Stop. I, I, and you're like, <laughs> I, I'm doing it. I'm walking to the edge of a cliff. 
brain is so mad at you. Yeah, your brain. Cruel. (laughs) Cruel is like, bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) Cruel is like, back. I've kept your ass alive this whole damn time and you're doing this shit. You're pulling this shit. Meanwhile, Manny's like, it's a once in a lifetime experience. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) Cruel, just let him do it. They'll learn. I promise. The angel and devil. It seriously is. Oh my God. I just like, I, that feeling will never leave me what that felt like walking up to it. And this is where it gets really bad and where I am so mad because my body, everything in my body is saying no, absolutely everything. Mm. But where this situation is so fucked is (laughs) that Jill and I are standing next to each other, Mm -hmm. strapped to these two strangers of men who claim to have done this. (laughs) I did not sign a single paper. I haven't that. looked at a website. We just are like, yeah. Oh my god! It's uh, <laughs> I would if I had a child that did this. I I'm oh, so happy. I mean, your dad was pissed at you. Oh, he was so mad. I told him <laughs> after the fact, but also uh, 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 steering way off course. Bring anyway, it back. Bring. I'm back. I'm back here. We're standing on the edge of the cliff, and they have you. They're like, okay, so we're gonna have to jump separately. Jill and Sketchy Andy are going first, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fun and okay i didn't I have a vote that. in that okay. sketchy andy what he does before too he's like he gives you this little dragon token i still have the dragon Me token. too and he's like this is just like good luck hold on to this and he's like you know what walk around enjoy your legs for a little bit <laughs> as if i'm like gonna lose my legs he's like just like enjoy being alive taking this moment could be your last <laughs> And I'm like, okay, so don't make it worse. Standing on the edge of this cliff. And it's so, I I really got, I was at the bottom of the bucket here because there's a countdown from five. Like they don't give you a lot of time to just stand there because they know people will back out if you stand there too long. And so Jill gets to jump before me and I stand there and we do a delayed countdown and I watch this bitch jump off a cliff before me as I'm trying not to fall off the cliff. Yeah. You had the hard position oh there. I would God. not. Be able I to have do it. like that, that feeling of seeing you jump before me. It was like, and it makes a really loud sound when the parachute opens. So, so unwell. You're already on the edge of a cliff and then you just hear like, Whoa! <laughs> like I can't and even just imagine the scream. <laughs> Like, it's so insane. But I just, then you jump and the free fall is what, like two seconds? Yeah. It goes so fast. But then once the parachute opens, you, it's like someone just injected your whole body with the most insane drug you've ever felt in your life. I understand why people are adrenaline junkies because that was the best high I have ever had. And I rode that high for like four days. Uh, like, we were not the same once we hit the ground. Oh my I felt like a new person yes. and the things that I could do in life, like to just go through that fear. Fear just seems to be such a common word for us, but yeah. to experience that fear and push past it and do something that literally was so life-changing. Yeah. I just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I like, I stalked sketchy Andy and Jimmy on Instagram after just to be like, who are these guys yeah. that we just jumped <laughs> off a cliff with? But something that I saw on one of their Instagrams was he was like, a lot of people think we're insane and we have a death wish, but really we're scared to never live. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's so true because I never felt so alive than I did in that moment, even though it was like on the brink of death. Yeah. <laughs> but like, 
I don't know. I feel like that is so true. Is like we're always Kroll is always trying to keep us like a coddled little baby, mm-hmm. and it's great sometimes, but sometimes it is so worth just jumping, literally, metaphorically yeah. and physically jumping off a ledge. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I felt so alive. It was the best experience of my life. So shout out base jump Moab. Yes. You you guys should go base jumping. Truly. It's it was the most unbelievable experience. It's so scary though because everything was so in line and that experience was so perfect that knowing how I felt, I it's it's hard for me to decide if I would want to do that exact same thing again. Well, now that I know how dangerous it it's is. Like so it's like one dangerous. in 200 people die it's or something. It's so dangerous. It's, and even like the slightest bit of wind can slam you back into the rock. Yeah, like uh skydiving is way safer than yeah. base jumping so just please fair warning know that but yeah, don't die on our account i but. just think when when you're presented opportunities and actively choosing to participate that we have just had so many fun experiences and lived life in ways that i never thought i'd get to mm-hmm. and that just comes with an active choice and pushing past fear while also not being an idiot and still being responsible with your job yeah but we can have fun in what we do Mm -hmm. and it's just so fulfilling so fun yep i agree so while we're on a high we've shared the depths of our moab story i'm sure some of you who have followed us for a while saw those videos Mm -hmm. but we will share them again if you're interested just because it was the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. but now being in Hawaii and having a wedding today, I actually feel very excited and inspired to go shoot today and be present and celebrate them and enjoy the rest of this trip with everything that we have, Mm -hmm. knowing that we've given the past two weeks everything that we have. Yeah. It's, I think, just taking a step back to really appreciate the fact that you're sitting here, you're relating on this, whether you own your own business or you're supporting us by knowing us. I just think if you haven't yet today, or if you haven't in the past week, just give yourself a little love and credit for everything that you've done to get here and Mm -hmm. how hard you're fucking working. Mm -hmm. Like I just, we tend to just beat ourselves up so much, but just use this as your opportunity to give yourself a pat on the back and be like, you know what? You're good. Go you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's a, just a quick tip of the week that I'm going to throw in that I learned recently that I think is really, really great for work-life balance. And it's on your calendar, mark everything in different colors, color coordinate, purple is meetings, blah, blah, blah. All your business things are one. Then pick a color. I like yellow personally, and that's going to be what you do out of self-love for yourself, not for anyone else but you. And it could be as simple as a manicure. It could be a hike. It could be whatever. Yeah, it could be a freaking bath. I don't care. (laughs) But make sure that you are seeing yellow on your calendar at least once a week, if not once a day. Like you got to make time for things that fuel you and you're not serving anyone else. You are serving you because in the end you're going to serve everyone else and love everyone else, whether that's your family or your clients better if you are loving yourself well. Mm. And so I think just work-life balance, make sure you're always seeing yellow on your calendar. I love that. I think the color is such a good way to really understand 
where your priorities lie and Mm -hmm. making sure that you're giving enough to each bucket (laughs) of your life. It's so important. But I think that's a very good visual reminder. I'm going to start doing that because everything on my calendar is purple. So I don't know the difference. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to be like, oh, I don't have anything yellow. Like I need to just Mm -hmm. add something quick. That's just for me. Yes. Because we can't waste our lives away working like busy bees. Oh my God. Yeah. And it it. it really can be the simplest thing. I think that's such a good reminder. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Mm -hmm. Just give yourself a little love, mm-hmm. make yourself feel pretty today and yeah. get out there and keep being a badass bitch. Yeah. We work hard and we play hard. I hate when people say that. Uh, work hard, play hard. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> but yeah, no, work your ass off, hustle because you like it and because it's fun. Not because you think you have to. Yeah. And push when you need to push. Sometimes you do have to push through and it feels really shitty. Buckle up and strap your boots on, sweetie, when those times are hard, but ride the wave and know that the only way out is through. And and plan something fun after. Yeah. Like celebrate it. We have been working our dicks off for the yeah. past two weeks and now we're about to spend three days after this wedding just having fun and so enjoying fun. our time and enjoying mm-hmm. life. So just remind yourself to do that because there's a lot of hustle culture shit out there and it needs it needs some balance if you're gonna if you're gonna last long term and you're gonna play the long game you gotta have balance yes we appreciate you guys so much and questions of the week where do people send those we don't know well yeah i just found (laughs) out that you can't just message people on tiktok so in the meantime just dm our business accounts jill at 140 films me at blink films and send those there until we figure out a better system but Mm -hmm. Send those in. Yeah. We love you guys. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye.